Hey everybody, this is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Brent Griffiths and he's Brent McIntosh. How are you doing today? I'm well, but more importantly, how are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. I feel like a million bucks if you happen to have it handy. <laughs> uh, rain check? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I owe you, sure. I'll go the for that. The check is in the mail. Yeah, thank you. Hey, what do we got going today? Well, uh, this topic that we have today, and, and I'm joined by a really good friend of mine, um, is very topical and, and something that obviously Canadians have been paying attention to. We're going to find out what's going on in Ottawa from somebody who's on the ground, boots on the ground, lives just blocks away from downtown Ottawa. Today, we're joined by Greg Hamry from Remax Affiliates Realty in Ottawa. Greg, how are you? I'm very good, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me uh, voice our concerns here in Ottawa and, and reaching out. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, let's talk about it because we're seeing it here on the news and in our social media feeds. What is happening in your city? Well, it's turned out to be, uh, you know, we're, a, we're, a, we're the capital of Canada, as you know, we're a federal city. We, we have protests all the time. This yeah. isn't new to us. No. Yeah. But this is more like a carnival atmosphere. Uh, the city on the weekend have been rocking. The music's loud. The horns are uh, unbelievable. Uh, they've got bouncy castles up now, and they're bringing in uh, hot tubs and uh, and saunas. Um, lots of people, um, and and it's 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 you know you can argue both sides of the story, but this is really affecting a lot of people uh, that are mainstream small businesses, and it's 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 inexcusable. Yeah, like we're not going to get political here on this show. And, and, and you know, we're not going to get into the weeds about what side somebody might be on. And I don't think anybody likes mandates, but this one is is a little different for, for a lot of reasons. And, and it's affecting, I, I think, a lot of innocent bystanders. Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we live, I don't live blocks away from downtown. I live downtown. <laughs> I'm about six blocks from Parliament Hill. It's yeah. part of my daily walk. It, you know, we've, we've avoided it the last few few days it's just mayhem down there but when i walk into my local mom and pop grocery store and they're just crushed because nobody's buying meat and nobody's buying groceries there they're avoiding it and then you walk you, you go to your local restaurant that normally on a saturday morning for brunch has a lineup down the street and and we just walked in going wow i can't believe this and they're like yeah nobody's coming it's it's a small merchant and can you our Rito center which would is not the same size as your edmonton mall but can you imagine the edmonton mall being closed for 12 days now people that work in those retail jobs you know that their, their incomes are tight they're usually it's an opening price point or an opening income for a lot of people maybe they're students they have n- had not had an income or been able to go to work for 12 days right and it's this small person. It's not big government. It's not big business. I agree. I'm, I'm not talking politics, but yeah. the small person is not being talked about and they're being crushed. And tell us what you're hearing. Like, are you hearing horns all day long and, and music blaring? Like when does it end at 11 PM or, or they throughout the night? Well, it's the biggest party Ottawa's ever had. And we've had some big Canada days, but it, it's, it's the biggest party in that it's lasted. It lasted for a 10 days straight non-stop horn action and music like a live rock concert in multiple areas downtown. And I'm very grateful. I don't live right on the edge of, of where those protests were going. You'd have to move out. There's no way to live there. Right. It, I mean, you're talking about uh, a freight train horn going off nonstop. We can hear it at the edge of my office here in the day, 
my, my, my bedroom's on the other side of the house, so I didn't hear it at night, but it would drive anybody up the wall that, that did live there. And it's unfortunate. Uh, I know they're trying to protest, and I know there's, there's political stuff going on here, but it's really uh, it's lasted too long, and it's, it's, quite, it's quite annoying. I, I, you know, I, I hope they come up to some resolution, but it doesn't look like it's anytime soon. Yeah, and that was what I was going to talk about next. It's, uh, it's Tuesday, February the 8th, as we record this podcast today. And I was going to say, have you heard anything, any uh, inkling of when this might end? Well, all that's happening now is finger pointing. Um, <laughs> you know, there, and, and I'll tell you what, it's been, the police have done a great job, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, there's been no violence. There's been no vi- uh, damage. Uh, it's uh, other than the protests or protests. Um, they've kept it under control. There's been no thefts or broken windows or, or looting. Um, but the police have been working 24-7 for 12 days straight. And, they, you know, they're getting, they're, you know, you can only do that for so long. There's a lot of pressure on them from political people and the city. And, uh, and they're really feeling the weight. Um, we've, we have municipal police. We have provincial police. And we have the RCMP. And then on top of that, there's a Parliament Hill special police force. So it's, it's quite complicated who's you know, what do you do and how do you, how do you avoid a, a real riot? Yeah. And well, I, I understand that they've started to issue tickets or, or have been issuing parking tickets and, and whatever else, but I, you know, I don't think that that's going to make anybody move. Um, is, is there been anybody else? Has there been many arrests? Well, there's been only a handful. Uh, okay. They, but they've cut off the gas or the diesel fuel yes. up to the, to the uh, site where, you know, when you walk by there, you're like, how long can these trucks keep running on idle with their with their lights on and, and stuff? And they had in days. And then, you know, people were bringing them in jerry cans. And there's a big, uh, big controversy about that. It is now illegal to bring jerry cans or any fuel to the site to keep this going. So if that's probably if you're trying to end the protest, that's probably the first step in the right direction. To These guys, once they run out of fuel, you can't live in those caps. Uh, Outside of that, these guys live in those trucks day in and day out. So they're, they're used to it. 12 days seems like a long time for us, but they never leave their cabs anyway. So what right. you're suggesting is what you require might be a polar vortex at this point. <laughs> well, right? we had free, if you, we've, it felt like we had one there the last two weekends. It was extremely cold here. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think they call it a northeastern. It came through here, the chill. This week is above zero, and it's quite mild. So it's much more manageable. I just, we've had two weekends of high, high volume of people. And it's not like this is great. That'll really spur the economy, like a convention would or something, or a right. hockey tournament where they're going to, everybody's bringing in and supporting the local economy. The yeah. truckers and the protesters are not eating at the local restaurants. They're yeah. not buying from the local merchants down here. Nobody is. Oh. So there are soup kitchens made up and there's, and there are lots. Lots of them. And the homeless are eating very well this week. And I, I don't mean that in any disrespect. There's so many multiple outdoor kitchens set up for people to eat at. But that's not spurring on our economy. And we've just gone through a total lockdown here in our province for the last month. I'm sure you did similar things. But I mean, these are tough times for the small business person. Let's talk about that, what the conditions are right now in Ontario, because uh, later today here in Alberta, the premier of Alberta is going to be making an announcement about, I guess, lifting some of the, the things in the next coming 30 to 60 days. And, and so that's happening at five o'clock Mountain Standard Time today. What are the current conditions in Ontario? What are the lockdown conditions that you guys are facing? Well, we opened up a little more. Uh, we opened up 
uh, much more as of the 31st of January. Now you can go to a theater. I believe you can go to gyms. I got my own home gym. Um, you can go to restaurants and we did we went to restaurants on Friday and Saturday on yeah. Thursday, we went to a theater, hadn't been to a movie theater for so long. There's hardly anybody in it. Um, again, I live downtown. There's nobody here. Um, the, the, the restaurants are, you know, we're able to do that again. So, and, and it, it, it's, it's winter and our canals open. So that should be, you know, there should be a lot of people coming down here. There should be a lot of people coming to Ottawa. They're not coming. The canal is not busy. Um, you know, and there's lots of preparation to make it appealing. And uh, we, we had a skate down there yesterday afternoon after work with my wife all the way to the end, eight kilometers and back. And uh, it's great. It's wonderful. Conditions are great, but there's no tourists. Oh, wow. Isn't that brutal? So, so uh, affecting the, that tourism market, um, is it affecting your real estate market at all? No, not at all. It's, you know, the crisis here in in, in Ottawa and in Ontario and for the rest, most of the rest of Canada is, there's just not enough housing. We're having a housing shortage. And I, and I, I, you know, you think it's, you think it's shortage and it's bad. And then you get to this year and then you go, wow, this is even crazier. Although that's my feeling of it. Tracking the numbers. We have just as many listings as we did last year at this time. The business was up in January, just over almost 2% in volume. Um, so it's, it's healthy, but you know, it's, it's not one or two offers per listing. It's uh, in some cases it is, but in other cases, you're still getting 15 and 20 offers on a property, depending on the neighborhood and what type of price point you're at. The opening price point is, is, is very stimulating. And the million dollar price point that you talk about every once in a while is now a daily conversation. Wow. Isn't that, where are the people coming from, Greg? Where, where are you getting your new Ottawa citizens from? Well, we've had a lot from Toronto. Uh, we've had a lot of new Canadians moving in. I mean, Ottawa, Canada is a great city, still a great, even though things are going a little sideways right now with this protest, it's it's really attractive place to live. And I see that. I I I I used to see count an Alberta plate on the, on the highway here every day, but to be honest with you, I've sent a lot of people to Alberta in the last twelve months. Yeah. They're cashing out and going to Alberta. Um, well, and they I know can you sell their are, Ottawa house and buy two here is what they well, can do. <laughs> that's what it's like from Toronto. So Toronto, you cash out, you come here, you buy two. And we're getting a lot of people trying to buy investment properties in Ottawa. Uh, our, our, our rental uh, was one of the best rental cities for rental properties uh, over the last 24 months. You can really see that changing because uh, there's just so many rentals coming on. I, I just, I don't know where the pendulum swings on that one. That's going to be interesting to watch in the next few months. So, so the rents will start to lower because it's it, Ottawa is typically an expensive city to rent in. Yeah. 24 months ago though, it was, you'd get your fixed costs and you'd add $300 to it to get your, your, your rental income right now. If you're an investor buying today, you got to be prepared to pay the taxes on that on your own and, and maybe take a one or $200 hit per month. So it's, it's a, it's, it's getting tricky to be on the, on the high end of the investment, uh, especially in the townhouse type product where the monthly carrying costs on that is 26, 2700 and the rental on it and the market rental on it's only 22, 2300. You know, and, and I just talked about that on a, a YouTube video recently that this is the first time that I can say in, in my 23 years in real estate here in Edmonton, that it is, is literally cheaper to rent than it is to own here in the Edmonton market. And if you were smart and, and took that difference and invested it, you'd be far better off to, to rent a condominium than purchase one. So isn't that interesting that that's happening in your marketplace too? 
Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of competition on rentals too. There's, you know, 20, 12 to 20 uh, cranes in the sky right now and they're building condominium high rises and they're all rental only. Oh, hmm, interesting. And, and so where's that money coming from? Do you know, is that offshore money? <laughs> well, no, it's local investors, but they're subsidized okay. by the city to, to build rental properties. I mean, there's, there's some kind of incentives because every builder is doing it. Um, so, um, well, let's talk about some, some numbers here uh, because that's what you and I do. We sell real estate. So let's compare the Ottawa market to the Edmonton market. Um, what is the average sale price for a single family home in Ottawa now? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's seven seventy two wow. for a single family home. If you could find a four bedroom with a double car garage under a million dollars, grab it. I mean, there, there's wow. only a handful in the whole city under a million. Uh, our condominium market is strong. Uh, again, we don't have a lot of new builds on condos. You can't purchase them, but the, the existing inventory, the average price point there is just under 450. How does that compare to Edmonton? Well, well it, 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 we'll start with the, the single family price because it's the same as your condo price. So an average single family house in Edmonton is 445,000 and the median is 420,000 here in Edmonton. So very affordable. And we are up from a year ago. Um, we're up uh, about 6% from, from a year ago for both um, those numbers, the median and the average. A condominium, average sale price 224000 median price 192000 So again, Edmonton is super affordable. What we're seeing, although the single family price is up, the median price is actually, uh, or excuse me, the condominium price is actually down in the past year. Uh, each year, our condo prices seem to drop, and we've been dropping for about five or six years straight. Well, you know, I've known you for 20 years, uh, Brent, and uh, I, I, the pendulum has obviously swung because there was lots of times when you were you were on the other side of that pen, the swing on that pendulum for sure. But yeah, we were booming, and, and and we're definitely still in a recession. Even though we we right now, it's it's really interesting conditions, Greg. Just to give you, because you're a real estate agent, so you'll appreciate this. Um, we almost have two different markets going on. So, so uh, if you've got a house to sell, well, no problem, especially if it's under 500,000, uh, you'll sell it, but it's not multiple offers. And in fact, usually the first offer in scares off anybody else. There's, there's this reluctance to compete, so to speak. And so if you were to get two offers, you're pretty lucky. We would never see what you guys are seeing with multiple, multiple offers. And then the condominiums, well, you're just lucky to get an offer at all. So, so we're still looking at an average days on market for condominiums, uh, about 75 days or more for a condominium. And depending on what part of the city is, um, like downtown Edmonton specifically, uh, where we're really saturated in listings, we have about a two-year supply of condominiums for sale right now wow. in downtown Edmonton. In, in Ottawa, it's really the perfect storm. And I try to tell people that if you're thinking of moving the next three to five months, or three to five years, pardon me, yeah. you might want to think about moving now because it's six days to sell, not six months. Right. And, and it's cash offers only. I mean, I, I mean, there's two, when you do get multiple offers, there's two piles, you put the conditional offers on one side and the cash offers on the other. And you, and you, and you look and it, it used to be if the, if a cash offer was within 10,000, you'd go with a cash. Now they'll take a cash offer for $30,000 difference just because they, they don't want to lose momentum on the listing. And, and it's interesting because that's not something that we would ever see here uh, any time recently as, as far as a cash offer goes. So, you know, to explain to some of our listeners, 
when we say cash offer, that means that there's not a condition of, of subject to financing. Um, but a lot of these or most of these people still have to get financing, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And in 20 years, I've only ever had, I'm touching my wood table here, desk. I've only had two deals, not close on closing. And this year, uh, my brother, who's my business partner, we had two deals in one week where right. uh, they didn't, you know, the buyers didn't show up. We made arrangements, everything worked out. I've never had that situation where the house sold a second time for less. It's always sold for more. And that, that's just been karma. But thankfully, it does, you do want big deposits. And you do, if you can get a letter uh, that, that they've got their finance, you want to make sure. You also want to know who the agent is on the other end. And if you've got a relationship or you, you know they've got a good track record, they've done their homework with their client, that has a lot of value to it. I can um, imagine. Yeah, yeah, when you're dealing, and you got, and, and with COVID, I don't know about Edmonton, but 20% of the realtors in Ottawa now are of less than 12 months in the business. So they don't have a lot of experience. They don't know how to make sure their customer is, is prepared and, and even on closing is prepared. And that's. Yeah, we have lots of new agents here in the last five years, nothing to do with COVID, more to do with the, the recession and losing their jobs in other industries and then coming into the real estate industry. And you're right, it is so important um, that you're working with a, a good professional on the other end who's done their diligence to make sure that they can get the financing. But that's gotta be really stressful for a seller to accept an offer and not necessarily 100% know that the buyer is going to get the financing. Well, as you know, it's a domino effect in most cases. We've been able to avoid it because, and in some cases, it's it's the purchaser sitting out in front wanting to close. They've got a truck full of furniture and they and their mortgage company's, you know, not ready. And or we've also, we're, it's very tricky to close here in, in quicker than 45 days. Because oh. just the volume of homes being sold, uh, the mortgage companies can't keep, the banks can't keep up, the lawyers can't keep up. And that's kind of some of the, that's been some of the headaches. Um, you want 45 days is, a, is an immediate closing here. Wow. Uh, any, anything trying to close faster than that, you're really, you know, you're tapped in with fire. So, so to, again, for, for some of our listeners, to put this in perspective, one of my team members uh, last week just wrote a transaction um, with, a, a quick, with quick conditions and a closing date three days after condition removal. Wow. <laughs> so, so, yeah, things aren't quite as busy here in Edmonton, although they're busy. We had a really great year and the single family sales were really great for 2021. And, and it looks like 2022 is going to be really strong too, because just like Ottawa, we've got way less renters and people getting into the marketplace. In fact, I read a story that this generation, this is uh, the last couple of years, this is the biggest uh, loaning of down payments by family members that, that the market has ever seen, both in Canada and in the United States. So people who can't spend money on other things, you know, wealthier people who, who aren't taking vacations, who aren't buying are lending their children money to buy their first homes. And here in, in Edmonton, they're buying homes, not buying condominiums. They're skipping that first step and going straight to the houses. And so that's, again, what's hurting our condo market. Uh, fascinating. So we, I, we'll finish up here right away, Greg, because I, I don't want to take too much of your time. But you said if you were going to buy a house in Ottawa in the next three to five years, that you should do it immediately. So you think that your market is going to continue to go up in the next three to five years? Well, two things. If you're going to sell, if you're thinking of selling in the next three to five years, you might want to sell now because two things, and you, you read the same stats I do. The Bank of Canada said a year ago that the government should increase interest rates. They didn't. They've held off. We expect that to happen in March. It's not going to be as, as gradual as that we, that, as we'd like that we could manage. I think it's going to be quick increases. 
I think it's going to make affordability of homes even tougher, which means less people can afford your home today. More people can afford to buy your home today right. because interest rates are incredibly still incredibly low. So how many people want to buy it? I don't want to get into that back to that. You know what? Nobody can afford your home. So it's going to sit on the market for six months. And as much as we're going to market, we're going to market it and, and do all kinds of things, but it's, there aren't as many buyers. If you're a seller right now, you want to get in front of the market and beat those low interest rates, beat those rising interest rates, because it's going to have an impact. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Can, can Ottawa grow? I'm not familiar with, like, is there, is there room to grow outside of the Ottawa Hall area? Like, is it, are the builders building? Oh yeah. The builders are building, but it's a two year wait. They mm. tell you it's a year and a half and then you get the six months uh, extension, you know, cause wow. they can't get toilets. They can't get plumbing. They can't get electrical. They can't get, you know, it's still a shortage of supply, you know, and the same thing must be happening there. Uh, well, we, the builders actually put on uh, interesting enough. And again, um, not, not as interesting as Ottawa, but, uh, because it has been so tough, uh, now the builders are finally starting to build again, but they'd stopped for the last two or three years, because a lot of our builders actually went under Greg. Wow. Um, and, and so where, where they were caught with too much inventory and couldn't sell their properties. So a lot of good building companies actually had to close their doors. Um, now we're seeing a little bit more of a need because of our single family uh, numbers are so low for active listings. Um, but we do still have an oversupply of condominiums. So again, it's almost like two different markets here in Edmonton. Well, um, I think you'll see more Ontario buyers heading your way. Well, I sure hope so. Please send them to Edmonton. We would love, and we have plenty of room. Um, this city is, <laughs> is very big and we have lots of properties for them to buy or rent. So send them. Uh, we could use both. I, I, I hope for your sake and, and for the sake of all the businesses and, and the sanity of people in downtown Ottawa, that this, um, this, this convoy, this freedom convoy uh, wraps up here soon. Yeah. So I don't know how it ends. I, I don't know how it ends, but I hope it, I hope it ends just as peaceably as it, as it's been, been operating for the last 12 days, just the noise and the noise has subsided because they put a ban on horns. So that's oh, good. Great. Oh, yeah. well, that, that's fine. That's great news to end with. Well, thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. How can people get a hold of you if they're interested in talking real estate in Ottawa? My, 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 my website is we know Ottawa.com. We know Ottawa.com. And my direct number is 613-277-7712. To talk real estate here in Edmonton, they can get a hold of me or any member of my team at 780-464-0075. Or they can find us on the web at macintoshgroup.ca. Guys, thanks for your time. Always great. And uh, the feedback, we love it. So drop us a line. Make sure you check out the Macintosh Group at Remax River City. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Bryn Griffiths. He's Bryn McIntosh, and we'll see you next time.